the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Streaming now on the KDOW app and Radio.com. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful, informative, irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money invested in more. Over the weekend, we heard the Surgeon General of the United States say something along the lines of this is going to be a grim week. This is going to be a week like Vietnam, a week like 9-11 for Americans. And that's not necessarily a bad thing if you're a stock market. The demon known versus the demon unknown. We've seen some optimism over the weekend suggesting a lot of people are going to die this week and next week. But that the caseload in Europe appears to be slowing. Some models looking at the U.S. death toll appear to be improving. And some budding hope from Director Fauci uh, that the caseload in the United States might be showing some signs of slowing here as well. So we got Europe looking like it's – we're not talking about Italy getting worse. We're not talking about Spain getting worse. We're not talking about the U.S. getting worse. We're not talking about New York City getting worse. Still not a lot of visibility on when does this economy reopen over the weekend. There was some chit-chat. I guess you'd call it banter, even though it wasn't one-on-one between Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, and President Trump. And Gavin Newsom basically said, Trump said, I'd really like football to get started on time. I, I could see that happening. Paraphrase. And Newsom says, I don't think there's, I don't see how football could start on time. <laughs> Paraphrase. Um, and I, I kind of feel in my heart that football's kind of like, maybe they get together and slap each other around in July. Again, in August. Training camps, it feels like doesn't the season start around October, early October, maybe a little late September? Boy, do I have to give back my man card, the fact that I don't know that. So the fact that Newsom saying, he said, look, let's take a look at Asia. And sometimes when they open up too soon and they got back in movie theaters, people started getting sick again, so they shut it right back down. I guess he's erring on the side of caution. 
is the perception. Someone emailed me about Delta Airlines. It's like, why is it? Why was it down so much after Warren Buffett sold off some shares? I'm like, you have been looking at the price of oil, and you have been looking at people not going anywhere, right? So I'm not a big fan of buying companies under duress. I'd rather do it because the market's pulled back and pulled back everyone's valuation. But airlines, I, I've never, I, I don't, I've never bought one. Um, I might have bought JetBlue back in the '90s for a couple of quarters, but I don't think I did. So Delta Airlines is a guidepost right now, expecting second quarter revenue to be down ninety percent. Is that all of the economy? No. But is that a is that a signal of what's going to happen in the economic news in the days to come? Yeah. Delta, you saw a sell-off in large part. Warren Buffett sold off some shares. And the person who owns shares of it, and I hope he's not like one of those people who was an engineer for the company and owns too much. Or like a baggage person is, I only own one stock and it was the company I worked for for 30 years. Um, I hope that's not the case. So there's some positive bias out there today, but there's still a lot of question marks. When does the NFL get back on? As much as canceling the Olympics was the, okay, we're taking this seriously moment canceling football would be a sign that like whoa we've really taken it seriously but again if we if the nfl's starting about if newsom saying the nfl may or may not be allowed to have 10 or more people you know does that mean baseball's done for the year the nba is done the nhl's done like they're not going to get back together and again you know another sign of the uncertainty i can clearly tell you is um kids schools it went from we're going to take two to three weeks off, couch it with that week of uh, spring break. So it'll, two will turn into three weeks. So that should be more than enough. And then five days later, we're like, we're done for the year. A lot of uncertainty does remain on when does the economy start back up and how much does it change? A producer and myself this morning were chit-chatting about Zoom. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of glad to see they're falling apart. And there was a lot of privacy concerns. I believe, although I cannot confirm this, the state of New York or maybe the city of New York has said no no Zoom conferences for kids because it's too easily hacked. And there's some switches you can turn off, like don't record this. <clears throat> um, but long story short, maybe that's one of those momentum stocks that came out of this. Bill Gates started a coronavirus vaccine testing today. He is probably the – him and Fauci, when they come on the television, I, I leave it on. Um, and I love that Fauci's getting things like uh, <clears throat> People's Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, and things along those lines. Because when nerds have their day, and when you track infectious diseases, you're a nerd. And when you have your day, that's just nothing but awesome. So I think new appreciation for doctors and nurses are going to come out of this, right? That's a positive. The S&P 500 is up 4.7%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is up 1,000 points, up almost 5%. The NASDAQ up 4.5%, up 338. 
We close weak on Friday. We open strong on Monday. That has been a trend recently. Um, maybe a week ago, we were in shock watching the <laughs> COVID update, presidential speeches. Um, and now I just kind of like, eh, we'll probably turn it on and see things we don't want to see. So we don't even turn it on. Just tell me when I'm allowed to go back out again. So Delta Airlines saying it expects second quarter revenue to be down 90%. I've already absorbed that. Have you? JP Morgan and Jamie Dimon is out this morning talking about how bad the second quarter is going to be. JP Morgan is a big bank. It's the largest bank in the United States by assets. And it's under stress right now. Um, stressing whether or not they can meet their demands and the damage that the COVID-19 crisis is doing to the economy. Banks have to be liquid. Banks have to have, you have to have confidence in banks. In down times, you have to know that you're good. And if people have running to cash and forcing a bank to sell municipal bonds at lows, that stinks because municipal bonds where they're kind of like their easy thing. Like we can make a little bit of little teeny tiny little bit of money on this, so we can lend money out. So JP Morgan is out saying we can take a thirty-five percent hit to GDP and still last through the end of the year. He thinks the U.S. unemployment could continue to increase, peaking at fourteen percent in the fourth quarter. So peaking at fourteen percent. There's some little clues Jamie Dimon's given us. Unemployment peaking at fourteen percent but obviously continuing to go lower. He's seen it as a worst-case scenario at this point in time. And sometimes we have to rebuild our worst-case scenarios and go, I guess it could get worse. He says we can't be immune to stress, but at this point in time, we can handle it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Take a break here. I'll be right back. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. About 20 years ago, there was an FM station that I was uh, fascinated with. Coming out of college, becoming a young man. They had all the show hosts that you wanted to listen to, kind of thing, back in the day when FM radio was starting to steal talent from AM radio. And when I started getting into the financial world 25 years ago, I kind of wanted to incorporate music into my world. That song you heard there was a band called Black Great, which was kind of a punk band back in the day. You listen to it now, and they almost sound like mom and pop, like top 40. Um, like soccer moms would sing along to the music kind of thing. And you're like, no, not soccer moms. That means we've sold out. Anyway, I had a 
program director, I went to work for that station, that FM station that I really wanted because I saw that as I wanted to talk to people like me. And I would bring along younger people and I'd bring along older people, no doubt, with just hardcore research. But when I was talking to the program director, I was like, I want the music to reflect like I don't want it to be boring. A lot of financial media programs would play like, you know, the royal horns. Or all black. And you're like, oh, that's that could not be more bored by that. I try to make that my goal here. Stocks are gaining today on hope the virus is slowing. As I'm doing work for the show every day, I have to mix pop culture with financial information. Stocks are gaining on hope the virus is slowing. That's easy, right? But then you start getting into stories like, okay, J.P. Morgan, big bank, um, Jamie Dimon, big CEO. He's had some maybe heart problems. He's been in the hospital recently. That's not okay. Success or failure starts at top, Rob says. So you're starting to go through this. But he says, we can withstand this. Um, he highlighted the stability of the company's dividend. A lot of people think oil and gas companies are going to slash their dividends, but financials will be okay. Some people only own stocks not because they like the name or not because they want it to go higher, but because it pays a dividend. So they work their whole life for savings, and they need their savings to kind of like make little make little income babies. Some of the damage that we're not going to see in COVID that I do want to pass on are things like pensions. You're like, what? It's a pension. Um, any sort of guarantee is problematic when you see a disruption in the market like we saw in the last month. Most investors are feeling like they've been punched in the gut. And trust me, that, that's true for the financial markets too. GE, for instance, has a record $95 billion pension obligation. Back in the day, if you worked for GE and you did 30 or 40 years, 25 years, I don't know what the magical number was. If you mop floors, if you swung a camera, if you put a microphone on a Today Show host, whatever, back in the day when you worked for GE, if you worked 30 years, they gave you a pension. Now, the way accounting works with pensions <clears throat> is they have to be relatively conservative. If, if you're going to guarantee people, you worked for us for 30 years and we're going to give around 30 years in retirement and a nice gold watch. If you're going to guarantee that some of the body, literally, if you're going to guarantee that, you have to like back it up with usually can fairly conservative investments. So right now, if GE never makes another dime, they still have to pay out ninety-five billion plus dollars in obligations, and that's why pensions have gone away because a company would rather say, "Well, we believe in our workers, and we'll help them with a four hundred one k, and we'll even match one, two, three percent." But we're not going to guarantee that we'll pay for them, even if our company goes bankrupt. And companies do go bankrupt to shake off some of those pensions. And guess who ends up paying it? It's you and me, because it's tied towards a bailout fund in the United States. And typically, if a pension does fail, it'll only fail to the tune of about 60 cents. So if they guaranteed you $100,000 a year in retirement, which would be a hefty amount, it's usually way less. I'm trying to use a nice round number for you. If they guaranteed you a hundred thousand. Um, you know that that consistency is something that is locked into for a lot of people. Um, they don't want to 
you know, beyond that income for life unless the investments that they took during your contribution, your work years, was equal to or greater than. And I know a lot of people get really, really mad because there's a lot of union workers who are still pension oriented. And I get it. You know, hey, if you're a union, that probably means you forgave the opportunity to go after like greed money or big money kind of thing. American Airlines, Ford, General Motors, Macy's, Dow, Dow Chemical, Delta Airlines, United, Boeing, all have huge pension funding gaps. And that's like kind of almost a silent, silent killer. So the big story on Friday after the market closed was Warren Buffett. He's been warming up to airlines after the 1970s. He swore off airlines. I swore off crazy people, but he swore off airlines. So Berkshire Hathaway sold 13 million shares of Delta on Thursday, basically Wednesday and Thursday of last week, and they kind of it kind of got out to the market on Friday because they have to file a form with the SEC. Um, he also sold shares of Southwest Airlines. Now, I told you that in the first segment, someone dropped me an email and said, "Hey, you know, how dare this happen? This is horrible. I don't understand." Um, you don't know if Warren Buffett's selling it because he hates the company and wants out at any cost because it wasn't just that long ago that he was buying more of the company or maybe he's starting to raise cash and he wants to buy a Boeing and you don't know that this guy who emailed me, he was in a kind of a fear of like, I almost, I almost threw out a curse word. It was not a very nice thing that he was saying in his head to Warren Buffett. So I was like, screw you, man, you're, you're messing with the stock I own. Again, I fear that he has too much of one stock if he's upset at Warren Buffett um, because he's allowed to buy and sell stocks. But the, yeah, the headline news, I mean, Buffett's considered, if he buys you, you're considered to pass the test. It's like meeting mom and dad. If you if dad shakes your hand at the end of the day, you're like, woohoo, um, I did good, right? That's got to be the worst thing in the world, being a dad of a daughter and meeting the boyfriends. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I'm digressing. So today is on the market a day where we're looking at what's happening on Wall Street and we're going, we have some optimism. We have seen Asia kind of start back up. We didn't really believe it ourselves, but we've heard stories that the factories are working. But we've also heard some setbacks of we opened back too soon and we got a couple more infections and we got to lock back down for a little bit. Apple's going to be making medical shields for medical workers. I love that story, but I'm trying not to do those stories. I'm trying to do Zoom video, ticker symbol ZM. Their shares have more than doubled this year. Companies are shifting to remote work, continue to pull back from yearly highs. Um, Credit Suisse, a big research firm, is downgrading the stock to underperform from neutral, saying it's gone too far too fast. That's where you have to be worried about stories, stocks, and momentum stocks. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. 
Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Classic Wall Street lesson. I know you're watching a lot of TV right now. Classic Wall Street lesson is supply and demand. Half the U.S. supply of the drug that Trump is touting right now. And it was a weird press conference yesterday. There's a malaria drug out there. And it's called hydro, hydro hydroxychloroquine. I think you could do a whole show on me on things that I can't say out loud. Drug compound names are one of them. Half the supply of hydroxychloroquine uh, comes to the United States from India. So President Trump says, hey, this one can be a game changer for treating coronavirus. And you can see Fauci in the back just shaking his head like, no, 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 no. Let me talk. Let me talk. And it was it was a weird press conference yesterday because the reporter's like, can we let the scientist in behind you talk about whether or not this is a good idea? And Trump's like, no. He's already talked about it 10 times. It's it's so weird. But 47% of the drug supply last year came from India. And India is like, well, we kind of want to protect our, our citizens if this is going to be so powerful. So they say no more exports. We did the same thing last week with 3M and, and face masks. Trump's like, don't you dare send face masks to Europe. And it's like, whoa. When politics and health concerns get in front of nationalism, very fascinating supply and demand. Last year, they sold over 167 million units of the anti-malaria drug, and they've supplied 28 million integrated units to retail and institutional channels in the United States so far this year. Uh, so there was a day and age where I thought it was kind of fun. I dated a, a school teacher. Now we love school teachers and we love doctors and nurses because they're contributions to society. But during the summer, she would go to like – like she loved her job. She would teach eight, nine, ten months of the year, and she would go on like a, a long vacation during the summers. And at one point in time, she got malaria. So she had malaria pills, I'm sure. And part of me, just for poops and giggles, wants to call her and say, hey, do you still have any of those malaria drugs? Because I could probably make you and me a pretty penny on the street. I know you're saying, are you talking about becoming a drug dealer, Rob? Not quite, but you get the idea. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Stocks are o- jumping on the open. There was a lot of data out of Europe and maybe even the United States. Not really so much the United States, but Europe, that the cases are slowing. And we're hitting that quote-unquote bell curve. So the news won't get worse. And then we see Boris Johnson carted to the hospital today for oxygen. He's not getting healthier. Well, isn't he a world leader? I am fascinated by the who's who of who are dying and um, who's getting the infection. Like, who's the stronger celebrity when the headline is, you know, a Hollywood actor versus, say, a sports figure? Who's more popular? So, anyway, I'm totally digressing. Um, The numbers are likely to get worse before they get better. We've been prepped for that. And I'm starting to feel a bit of the fool that – in the press conferences and the CDC reports, we're talking about 100,000 to 220,000 people dying, right, in the United States. Now, some experts are saying that number is actually going to be lower than that. And it's like, did you guys just play me so you could say 
see how, what a great job we did. It could have been 200,000, but it was only 100,000. We beat, we won this war by 50% more than we thought or 50% less than we thought. Like I could already see the narrative, right? But I am so cynical. The health insurance industry. Do you, do you find yourself doing this? I find myself like every now and then just thinking, oh, that must suck to be them. Where we're talking about the impacts of coronavirus. And it's so easy to start with the restaurant industry, right? A lot of undocumented workers, a lot of documented workers, a lot of tips, hustle here, makes money. You're not exactly going to get ahead in life waiting tables. Uh, you're not going to hit the lottery waiting tables unless, you know, Lord knows Cisco comes into your store. I know you're saying Cisco, the, the network equipment company. No, no, no. I don't know. You're talking Cisco, the food delivery company with the one with the S that, you know, most restaurants and, and, and cafeterias use in the United States. And it's a publicly traded company. And it's actually a pretty good idea because, like, we need food and good economies and bad economies, right? And they're a big food service. No, if Cisco with uh, the guy who sang the, sang the song song came to your house, you got to be careful on which wish for, right? Which Cisco? So health insurance is an area where I'm now starting to think, Wow, you forget about like you think about doctors and nurses, you think about hospitals, you think about like therefore for profit, but man, you're starting to get pissed off and like everyone's getting tested and you're like drugstores. Everyone's going to the drugstore to get vitamin C, everyone's going to the drugstore to get prescriptions filled. They'll they'll be okay. It gets into your head and then you start thinking of some of these industries. Like every artist is sitting at home right now. Every musician. And um you know, I'm, I'm sure there's like eight or nine states that you could still go see a live music, and it's great. But I miss live music. I feel a little cooped up from live music. I don't feel so much cooped up from seeing friends. I don't need to get on Zoom and hang out with my buddies. But feeling a little cooped up from entertainment. Live Nation is a company that I keep talking about. I need to shut up because I do want to buy it at some point. They have a lot of debt, but I'm feeling cooped up. So they're a company that. I'm probably going to have to buy twice. Um, I work with a young man who has kind of this attitude of like, kind of he sees things as black and white right now on Wall Street. And I, I, I see things as very gray. I don't really want to buy a company with a lot of debt. I see a demand for it. Um, and I do see those workers getting back to work. Do I see them coming roaring back or do I see it coming strongly back or is it going to be weekly back? We don't have an answer on that. So because that, I'm only going to – if I liked it, I'm not stupid. If my typical I like you, I'm going to give you 5% of my effort, 5% of my money, 5% of my uh, portfolio. If I like you, I, I could still say because I can't see visibility, I'm just going to turn it into half a position. So I'm going to – instead of going with 5%, I'm going to go with two and a half. So to me, the beauty of gray is if I'm right and it goes up, I'm already happy. I wish I would have bought more. That's a good thing to wish for. But if I'm wrong and it goes down because we don't roar back, then I had I didn't buy a full position. I could buy more if I still like it. So scaling is a big thing. And you don't have to be right. I see Zoom video getting hit today and it, I don't take that as like, well, I don't own it. Good for me. Because I could also say, well, it's up 100%. Bad for me. I own nothing that's up 100% this year. Um, I look at things as scale and as gray. And 
if you tinker 2% with a portfolio every three months, you've done a pretty big move. Airlines are slashing more than 90% of flights to the coronavirus hotspot in New York City. Isn't that crazy, some of the stuff we're saying? And please, no more songs, no more parody songs. Hello from the inside. I don't, I, I don't need another quarantine meme. I don't need it. Although I will give San Francisco credit. They came up with a Q-Bachelor. What is the Q-Bachelor or a Q-Bachelorette? It is a dating game tied towards Zoom technologies. And it has the meet the contestants. Um, contestants meet the bachelorette. And they're calling it Q-Bachelorette. Quarantine. Cute, right? Okay, six guys all with her. And it's a little crazy because it's all open mics. Then they get, you get a one-on-one. And then you get like a 10-minute like date with her the next day on Zoom video. I think it's pretty funny. And it kept me entertained start to finish reading an article about it, about how creative our spirit truly is. So with the quarantine bachelorette. <laughs> and the only way you get to meet them and then your date, get this, it too is on Zoom video and people can watch it. But you're not meeting the person. You're not hooking up in the fantasy suites. You're not doing anything like that. You just chatted on a Zoom video. It's kind of sweet. I don't know. I I find that entertaining. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money investing and more. Markets open stronger today. And I, I want to finish that thought that I had that I started the segment with is that it's weirdly pervasive how deep and how dark this economic shutdown is. And you just see industry after industry, and you're like, <clears throat> the health insurance industry. I mean, everything is changing right now. Um, the impact on live entertainment's changing. You're seeing more artists do streaming Instagrams. Do you think they're going to stop streaming Instagrams when this is said and done? I don't think so. I think the smart ones will be like, Wow, I was able to touch clients or customers or potential customers, you know, in their home in a way I've never. I used to have to go out on radio. I used to have to go out on tour. I was able to do it on home. And you know, is there a business model there yet? Probably not. I've seen a couple artists saying, you know, I'll take tips, and you can set it up through Zoom, so you take tips, and you go Venmo me kind of thing. And I get it. Is that just as important as supporting the restaurant industry with carryout? Yeah, I think so. Um, anyway, I'm digressing. Janet Yellen says second quarter GDP could decline by 30% and unemployment already, in her opinion, is at 12 to 13%. That would be called an intraday headline. That's not exactly very positive, Janet. That could cause the markets to hiccup a bit. We're up four plus percent. We were up 5%. Yeah. Four percent's a big move. We'll see where this goes. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Don't forget, there's a lot of stimulus out there right now. If you want to get a copy of what to do during the stimulus, send an email to chat at newfocusfinancial.com. It's chat at newfocusfinancial.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The Sovereign Wealth Fund of Saudi Arabia just bought a huge stake in Carnival Cruise Lines, 43.5 million shares. They are thinking that people will get back and cruise at some point. I see that there's a Robert Kiyosaki seminar coming or something like that. Anytime the markets go down, you tend to see a lot more like gold's going higher. Oil is the best investment of ever. Or in this case, real estate or whatever he's pushing. I see Kiyosaki as a guy who hung out a lot with people like Donald Trump, who has been investigated for his Trump University and shut down for false claims of making you wealthy, for false claims of how easy it is, for false claims of basically taking us as experts and you as a fool and asking you for big dollars in the process of educating you how to be just like us, even though it was the Wizard of Oz, the man behind the curtain. I don't like people who promise you to get wealthy, period. So other big stories out there today, and you tend to see these people I'm going to call them charlatans, but you tend to see their marketing efforts a little bit more loud during times where the markets are going up or down, particularly down fast. People want to take advantage. Anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. The health insurance industry was an industry that I was trying to connect the dots for you last segment and showing you how much we don't know about how bad this economy is going to get. The health insurance industry is asking the federal government for bailout money. And you'd be like, I thought they always made money. Uh, And that's another question of when there's bailout type scenarios. uh, Do we kind of create disasters within companies so that we can get, quote unquote, free money? Oh, no. There's a company called Amenu. Immunomedics, 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 yes. Um, Up 100% today. Now, when I see stories like this, I'm like, oh, I bet they got the cure for COVID or something, right? Um, They have a study that's going on that they're halting. That's typically not a good word, but they're halting because they're seeing the efficacy doing well. So how much do you trust something like that? Stock's up 100%. By the end of the day, it could be down 40% or 60%. Now, in this case, immunomedics, you would think COVID, 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 right? You'd say, how is this little teeny tiny stock exploding up 100%? It's actually tied towards breast cancer. And it's a small reminder that other things in the world are happening other than just, you know, biological, it was a flu that got really out of hand. No, it's it's all part of the overall healthcare ecology. But immunomedics up 10 bucks a day, going from 9 bucks to $19, up 99% on the idea of they're pretty deep in some breast cancer treatments, not cures, treatments. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. There's a lot of talk right now 
of is this a market bottom or is it not? No one knows. I still own stocks. I raised some cash at the end of last year. I raised some cash during this process, but I still own stocks. That has not changed. Consult a broker advisor for taking action to any stock uh, kind of a concept. The economy is getting slammed. Analysts are coming out of the woodwork <laughs> on Zoom talk, talk conferences. And they, they sound like they're calling you from the basement of the science building or maybe a fishbowl or maybe both in a fishbowl from the basement of the science building. Um, so analysts are coming out everywhere. And some of them are saying V-shaped recovery because uh, I don't see people changing long term. I, I see some changes long term. And some of them could possibly be good things like the school year. And this is going to be a controversial statement. It doesn't have to be Little House on the Prairie. Come on, kids, into the school barn. We're going to ring the bell. We've been teaching kids the same way. Why not figure out distance learning for next year, the year after, the year after? So that if there is another epidemic, pandemic, whatever, we're ready for it. Why not start making some of this into our emergency planning for businesses? Um, I can tell you in the financial planning community, the gold standard has always been go-to-meeting. And when you see what Zoom can do compared to go-to-meeting, you're like, Zoom's got, a, Zoom's got a future. It may not be everyone social distancing and drinking, let's get together and wish our good friend a happy birthday. And there's one friend out of four who just can't get the microphone worked out and Pictures on his kid who's running around the back of the house naked or, you know, on a scooter with no diaper on. He, some of this will go away for sure. Some of it will stick, and it's a good thing that it does. I always, the one of my biggest complaints I have in radio is I've got a boss who is, he is so old school radio, and he is such a delight to talk to. But him and I, our schedules are about an hour off, so as I'm leaving, he's coming. And I would love to talk to him more. I'd love to have more one-on-ones. Like, hey, what, what do you like or dislike about the show? He's very hands-off until, well, I say something stupid. So I could see me and him doing once a month check-ins on a Zoom kind of situation. That'd be a good thing and not a bad thing. It'd be, I'm asking, for instance, consulting into the, the concept here of how companies could be better is start using Zoom as a, you know, a tool. When you get online, you don't have to be so negative of like, oh, I can't get my camera working. Or, oh, you can go like, take a look at my workspace. It's awesome. And show me your He-Man doll. I think we could find some positives in all this. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. The headline that says it all is airlines slash more than 90% of flights to coronavirus hotspot in New York City. Markets are rallying today because today, this week is supposed to be the worst week or next week, the worst week ever for the United States. This is going to be bad. They've prepped us for it. So maybe the headlines have told us we've put it in a bottom. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.